everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is February 8th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block by continuing on in section 12. Now, we didn't actually study any of the verses in section 12 yesterday, but we did talk about Joseph Knight Sr., who this section was about. We talked about what an incredible man he was and how we have so much to thank when it comes to Joseph Knight Sr., and his role in bringing forth the Book of Mormon. So let's jump into this revelation now. Verse 1 is going to sound very familiar. We've heard it pretty much for all the revelations that have come because someone came and asked what they could do to help or to bring forth the kingdom of God. But verse 1 says, A great and marvelous work is about to come forth among the children of men. Now this verse to me is almost evidence that someone with the ability to see the beginning from the end is speaking because Joseph would have been crazy at the time to tell all these people that a great and marvelous work was about to come forth among the children of men. I honestly don't even think Joseph could have imagined what would come because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't think he, even in his wildest dreams, could have imagined a world with 16 and a half million members, with almost 31,000 wards and branches, with almost 4,000 stakes and districts, 67,000 full-time missionaries, 399 missions, and 167 operating temples. I think maybe the Lord could have given him some sort of understanding to that, or maybe even a glimpse of that, but I don't think that it was Joseph Smith's confidence that was saying, hey, a great and marvelous work is about to come forth among the children of men. I think it was an all-knowing God who revealed a great and marvelous work is about to come forth. Now, I know I've said this before, but when it talks about a great and marvelous work coming forth, I 100% absolutely believe that that has to do with the restoration of the gospel. But I also believe that it has to do with the innovations that have happened since the heavens became open again. Since the restoration of the gospel, look at how our world has changed and how it's grown. In those 200 years, we've had more innovation than in the 2,000 years previous. And those are things that I don't think Joseph Smith could have imagined either. The life-changing medicine that's been discovered. The incredible innovations that allow us to meet together, all 16.5 million of us, twice a year to hear from the prophets. All this incredible innovation that has come since the heavens became open again, I believe, are part of this great and marvelous work that's being talked about here. Okay, so continuing on, verse 2 starts out, Behold, I am God. Now, I absolutely love all these revelations that came to people that Joseph Smith knew. Think about it. He knew his father in section 4. He knew his brother in section 11. He knew Martin Harris. He knew Oliver Cowdery to an extent. He knew these people. And yet here he is giving this revelation as he's receiving it. And I love that God makes sure to point out who is talking. A great and marvelous work is about to come forth among the children of men. And I am God. It is me who is speaking, who is giving you this revelation, this very personal revelation, because I know you. So I love that he always clarifies that in almost all of these revelations. He talks about who he is. So in verse two, he says, I am God. And then he says, give heed to my word, which is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, to the dividing asunder of both joints and marrow, 
Therefore, give heed unto my word. Now, I absolutely love how he bookends that verse. He starts out by saying, give heed unto my word. Then he talks about this two-edged sword. And then he finishes it by saying, give heed to my word. So let's talk a little bit about why that was so important, why it was so important to understand, to give heed to his word. In order to understand why that's so important, we have to understand what he means when he says that his word is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. Now, it's interesting in scriptural terms, in Greek translation, the word quick doesn't mean fast. It means alive or living or lively. Think about in the New Testament when the scriptures talk about Christ being the judge of both quick and dead. Clearly, that verse does not mean fast. It's not saying, hey, if you're slow, don't worry about it. You're going to escape judgment. That's not what the scripture means. Quick, biblically, scripturally, means alive. Christ is the judge of both the living and the dead. And so in this verse, when it says his word is quick and powerful, his word is alive. It's living. It's not something that's over and done like so many people believed at the time. And so many people believe now. God's word is alive. And it continues today through the words of the living prophets. And it also says that the word of God is powerful. Try cross-referencing that verse to Alma chapter 31 verse 5. Listen to this. It says, And now, as the preaching of the word had a great tendency to lead the people to do that which was just, yea, it had more powerful effect on the minds of the people than the sword, interesting parallel there, or anything else which had happened unto them. Therefore, Alma thought it was expedient that they should try the virtue of the word of God. The word of God was more powerful than a sword. So yes, the word of God is alive. It's living. It continues. It's also the most powerful thing that we have in our armament, even more powerful than the sword, which I love because that's the next thing that verse two compares the word of God to. It says it is sharper than a two-edged sword. Now, I think that this is super fascinating because a two-edged sword is so deadly because it can cut two ways. But I also think it's important to recognize that both the Greek and the Hebrew term for two-edged actually means two-mouthed. So in a sense, the word of God being compared to a two-edged or two-mouthed sword means the word of God can absolutely consume us. But there are two sides to that. If we are consumed by the word of God, it can either lead to our salvation as we accept it and embrace it and live it, or it can lead to our detriment as we turn our back to it and as we walk away from it. Truly, my friends, the word of God is alive, it's powerful, and it is this two-edged sword, which has the ability to be all-consuming. Elder Neil A. Anderson once said, The iron rod is the word of God. The scriptures, the words of the living prophets, and the gift of the Holy Ghost are powerful in their ability to keep us safe. Let us hold fast to the words of the prophets. Let us hold fast to the iron rod. Truly, as we embrace the word of God, it becomes a safety and a peace and a protection for us. As it says later on in verse 2, that the word of God has the ability to the dividing asunder. Now, I love that idea, the idea that the word of God can divide. 
This idea of the word of God being a two-edged sword and dividing or cutting is so literal because the word of God can separate or divide truth from error. Helaman chapter 3 verse 29 says that it divides asunder all the cunning and the snares and the wiles of the devil. My friends, the word of God can help us separate truth from error. As we embrace the word of God, as we search the word of God, as we hold fast to the word of God, we will be able to see truth and error more clearly because truly it divides truth from error. It separates the wheat from the tares. It helps us see truth as it really is. My friends, I testify that as we cling to the word of God, both in the scriptures and from the words of the living prophets, we will be able to see and see clearly truth as it is and as our Father in heaven would have us know it. I testify that that is true because I have experienced it and I know that you can experience it too. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.